And welcome back to the Quarter 3 Podcast. This is episode 31 of the podcast, and we are so glad to be back with you all today. Happy Labor Day, and uh, we wish you and your family, hopefully you guys had a great holiday weekend. How about you, Lisa? It has been a nice weekend. We didn't really make any plans. No. We had gone away last weekend. Right. And sometimes it's just nice to stay at home. And I think especially with the weather, we picked the right thing. (laughs) Yeah. It's It's been kind of a wet. Yeah. So it was nice to be at home, be together. Right. Get some things done around the house. So it's the first weekend in September. A lot of things happen on the first weekend in September. You ask why we celebrate Labor Day. Oh, yeah. Why do we celebrate Labor Day? I, I said it. that it should be for all the women that have gone through labor, the pain of childbirth. <laughs> <laughs> we should have another day. People say we have Mother's Day. Eh, we should have another day. Labor's tough. Not just the labor. But the I, fall, I fall every day with but, y'all's day. Oh, it should be, but no, we're actually, we're the, some of the hardest working people are moms. Mm. Yes. Shout out to moms. But Labor Day is actually for the labor force. Yeah, I still have an imprint. Speaking of labor, I still have I, I still have an imprint on mm-hmm. my right hand when I had my clap, my 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 class ring from the University of Georgia. Yes. And you're giving birth oh, to Tyler and you're right. squeezing my hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this, you were my I partner. Think, you're my Lama's partner. I, I was, was trying breathing. to coach you to breathe, but yeah. you weren't breathing. You were squeezing. squeezing. <laughs> And I think the 1995 is still imprinted on my my birdie finger. Well, that's a nice souvenir, isn't it? Is it okay to say For birdie all that finger? I went through. Sure, birdie finger. That's the finger I smashed in the door. Oh, yeah. Oh, Hopefully see. your fingernail won't <laughs> fall off. Yeah, no, I don't want to see. I've already seen it. I've already seen it. Yeah. So why Labor Day? It's for P- it's, it's for-, for the labor force, but yet a lot of the labor force don't get off. Doctors, nurses, like, and some people it ends up that they're firemen. Maybe their shift is is today, and they don't get off just because no, it's Labor Day. They don't. But I'm restaurants I'm afraid, are open. But I'm afraid we're going to lose Labor Day. Why? Because people don't want to work. People don't want to work. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. People don't want to work. They yeah. got to. Yeah. Maybe you should get Labor Day off. If you work. If, if you, you have, have a job. worked a certain amount of time. Yes. And done a good job. Yeah. At that, your work. That would be I, nice. But you kind yeah. of hard to enforce. Mm. But hey. that It would. Oh, coming well. from you as the judge of all people. Wow. And the one who lacks mercy, that would make sense. Some of us have to have other gifts, honey. And that's a gift. Mm -hmm. It just keeps on giving. That's right. Exhortation. Mm -hmm. Oh, complete exhortation. Absolutely. All right. So. Where are we going today? That's that's like. Like with this podcast, what are we doing today? We are going to talk about raising our kids to be strong. Strong. Tough, not soft. Correct. Not soft. Correct. Um, so before we get there, though, last week was kind of a tough week. Yes, it was. We lost our little Chihuahua. Yes, that little was Rico. Little Rico. That was traumatic for you and for Lizzie. 
and yes. and for me because I it had was. to I had to bury him. That was tough. It's just sad. Your pets are. I mean, they become part of your family. Oh yeah, they, they are. And we, I know they're not human. Rico was my little study buddy. He he, <laughs> he was the lap he, dog. He was well, yes. like when you guys would leave. Yes, I would sit in my my place on the yes. couch and have my coffee, my Bible reading, my uh-huh. prayer time, or if I'm preparing a message, or that's where I normally sit. And Rico would just come right up next to me, and he would get up under the blanket. Yeah, and he would just lay there. Yeah. And he would not move. Oh, he was my little heater when I was, he was cold. He like a little heater. If yeah. I get him under the covers with me, we'd just warm up, get toasty. He was a fun dog. He, Even though, he was really the best dog we could have yeah. ever had. And we just had no idea. God provided that dog for Lizzie, and he followed her around. He slept with her. Um he was her little buddy, but he was just a great dog because he didn't require very much nope. of anything, very little food, nope. very little water. He didn't need attention. I mean, he just needed to sit beside you. And the only time he, he barked. He didn't play. He only, didn't bark much. The only time he barked was because Jazzy was getting up in his grill. Yes. So up it. until then, we were like, does he bark? Right. He was a good dog. Rest in peace, Rico. So, a little football update. On yes, the, tell on us. We've had school. a couple of games. Yeah, we've had some games. Um, still learning its process. We've got to mm-hmm. trust the process. Yes. we got to keep growing, got to keep building, got to keep coaching and developing continuity and all that good stuff. But it still stinks losing. But the boys seem to still have – and excitement. Oh yeah, the excitement is about still there. play. I yeah. mean, they practiced today. Had a good practice this yeah. morning. Installed some new um, offensive schemes, mm-hmm. blocking techniques. Okay. Got some good teaching and coaching in. Spent a good, golly, we spent a really good amount of time just being patient with with them in some specific areas that I think is going to. Uh, hopefully pay off, pay off down down the road. That's good. It was it was nice to see. That's good. And uh, looking ahead, no, you know now now the football is in, in in gear and um and looking ahead, you know next month I turn fifty one. Oh right, right. Just as a reminder, yes. I turn. We would never forget. I turned birthday five one. I turned five one on That's one. That's not five. a big one, honey. You had the big one last year. I know. I turned five zero last year, but I think I think turning fifty is not about the the date that you turn fifty. I think uh-huh. I think it's entering into a new decade. The fifth decade, actually, it's the sixth decade of your life. Is really what it is. It's entering okay. into the sixth decade of your life. This You're on the downhill side. Half of it's your the century. second half. Yeah, you've hit the 50-yard line. Okay? You've hit the 50-yard line. You got, you know, let's just say if I'm going to live to 100, I got 49 to go. All right? Wow. And I wouldn't I'm, know I'm not there I'm yet. still going to outlive you, though. Whatever. Yes. Um. So I see it as this season of life that's just really really sweet it's special it's fun it's you are doing some fun things so tell what you're doing for your 51st birthday yeah so my 51st birthday it's actually on my birthday on october the 15th and hint hint, hint since we've talked about gifts and love language I'll, i love to receive gifts hint, this is your gift hint hint you already bought it for yourself yeah but it was only a hundred bucks 
Well, last year was a lot more. What was last year? When you turned 50 and you went on your weekend wilderness. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm expecting big, capital B, capital I, capital G things for my big birthday coming up. When you turn 50. In February. Which is not that far away. You need to start planning. I got to start planning now. Yes. Okay. But tell what you're doing for your 51st. It is cool. Yeah. So I will be in a shooting competition with my pistol and an an AR. Now, I've never shot an AR, so I've got to get some practice. And thank God. Not shooting people. No, not shooting, shooting. targets. This is a competition. Yeah. This is not about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is a competition with Osprey. Shooting solutions out of Rome, and my good friend Justin Sheely put me on to Osprey Shooting Solutions. Told me about them, what they're doing. Started following them on on Instagram, and then I saw this post come through that they're doing this shooting competition. It's only open like uh, for twenty people. I'm like, mm. man, that sounds great. I would love to do like a two day shooting competition. Really challenge myself. Well, it's in opera. It's in honor and of the um, Operation Gothic Serpent, which is the um, operation that took place when Black Hawk Down occurred. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So this is a two day event and it's going to um, require a lot of physical activity. It's going to be mentally and physically agonizing from what I understand. So at 51, isn't Justin doing it with you? Yeah, Justin, Justin is actually involved in the development, I believe. Okay. He's helping the guys to my knowledge. Put it on? Yeah. Now, but I think he is going to be a competitor in this. Okay. So anyway, looking forward to that. Um, Huge shout out to my good friend, Mike Mundy, who's been helping me put together some stuff from Mike's gun room mm. over there in Winder mm-hmm. and uh very thankful for for good old Mike and uh he's excited for me. He's helping you get ready. He's helping it's me get ready. Gear that you need. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh and then obviously I was going back to let me go back for just a second. First weekend in September this is the weekend when dove season starts. This is the weekend where you know you're in September. You're looking forward to in the next few days. We should be getting some cooler weather. And the dogs are back. They're defending their national title. Yes. And they put a booty whipping on those Oregon ducks. It was a good show. I mean, as far as, yeah, we want them to come out strong and look good, but it was kind of boring. That's not. I, I kind of like no, close games. No, any time the dogs okay. are playing, there is nothing boring. Okay, okay. I mean, I'm sorry that they a number, did look good. I I'm said. sorry that a number eleven team looked like, you know, a team that should be outside of the JB. top twenty-five. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, they were eleven. They were eleven. We're three. Okay. All right. So, but is is our schedule really very we, tough this year? Uh, we have. Who's going to be tough? Fairly easy. I don't want to say easy because, listen, there's nothing you easy about And you about shouldn't the take people. Yes, you shouldn't take them lightly. There's anything. nothing. E- people will but, look at it and say, oh, well, you're not playing Alabama or you're not playing you know, right. whomever. But 
there can be a sleeper game in the mm-hmm. SEC where if a you team let your can, guard down, yeah, the, a team can prepare, prepare, prepare for that one game and come out. And if you ain't ready, oh yeah, you can get beat anybody any can day lose. Of the week. Mm-hmm. Anybody can lose any anybody day of the week. Win. So okay, the dogs have got to come out every day as if because now they're not the hunter; they are the hunted. hunted. Yes, and there's yes. a big difference. Yes. So. All right. Well, we'll enjoy so we're Georgia about football. That. Last week, also, uh, it was one of those weeks where I also had to I, I had the opportunity to speak three different occasions. Mm-hmm. Um, Wednesday night, got to speak at church, and then I had to prepare for a message at uh, Westminster to speak to the elementary school, the lower school chapel. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday got to preach down at my good friend Bruce Lovins Church down there at Bethesda Baptist Church um, in Union Point. But uh, today's conversation really was inspired. And I don't know what grade that kid was in. It was. It's inspired by a kid. How, what grade uh, was he in? He's first. All right. This he's Today's first. message is inspired by a first grader <laughs> at Westminster Christian Academy. So let me set the stage. Now, Friday was collegiate day yes at, at westminster right yes. so we always celebrate that right when it's like the opening, opening of college opening yes. see opening of college football yes. and you I dress get on, I, in your colors you in your colors. for your school yes george there was some all out all out head to toe oh yeah and there was one kid that had a clemson like uniform on yes helmet helmet you, you, right jersey uh-huh. i'm like oh yeah dude you're going i'm glad you're wearing a helmet because you're going to get some on paint today. their faces yeah yeah so a lot of a lot of different teams everybody from nebraska to fsu lsu mississippi, mississippi state, state. Mm-hmm. georgia clemson Clinton's a big duke one. north alabama. carolina alabama auburn there's some auburn. auburn there was some auburn in there it was a lot of different kids yeah well this little first grader comes strolling up the hill into the gym and i'm giving high fives to everybody I'm standing outside, outside the door. I'm yeah. kind of serving as kind of the, the greeter for everybody and excited about seeing all the kids. And they're all dressed up and excited. And and here comes, you know, a little kindergarten group. They come up the hill. And then here comes a little first grade group. And this kid doesn't have any of his team colors on, so to speak. And I think the shirt was red. Yeah, it was kind of maroon yeah. and gray, yeah. but okay. it wasn't like. Georgia, it or it didn't say a, a team, it didn't no. say a school, but what it said on it, it fired me up and it made me, it, it renewed, it renewed my hope in mamas and daddies to raise tough kids. Mm-hmm. And on his shirt, it said, rub some dirt on it. <laughs> I was like, yes. Finally, we have a kid that's not afraid. We have a kid that's not afraid to get hurt. We got mamas that are not afraid for their kids to get hurt or to fall down or to mess up. Just rub some dirt on it, which if you don't understand that phrase, then you need to look it up and figure it out. But I'll tell you really what it means is this. If if something if your kid falls down and he got a little boo boo, you don't need to take him to the doctor. 
for a Band-Aid. Just rub some dirt on it. (laughs) He's made out of dirt. He's made from clay. He's made from the earth. A little dirt ain't going to hurt nobody. If he falls down and he gets messed up, rub some dirt on it. Pick him up and tell him it's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. I promise you're not going to have any issues. So that got you thinking. Oh, so that got me thinking. Uh That got me thinking because it's a conversation that you and I have. We have had it many times. Many, many times. Just in raising our children and as I am in the school system and with kids all day and you're around them in FCA with athletics. Yes, and what it brought to mind were was this question. What are the traits of soft kids versus strong kids? Hmm. What are the traits of soft kids versus strong kids? Now, I didn't unpack this a whole lot, but I really just kind of came down with just a couple. Uh-huh. All right. A couple things. Soft kids, they have, and you can help me unpack this a little more. Soft kids have silver spoons in their mouths. Strong kids have to work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Does that make yeah. sense? Yes. Everything's not done for them, I think, yeah. is the silver spoon. I mean, it's okay to, you know, have things or or even money or material things. But, I mean, that's something I'm very thankful for that my father could have outright paid for a lot of things. Yes, he could have. For my sister and me. But daddy chose not to. Daddy chose to teach us the importance of hard work and earning things Mm -hmm. and taking ownership of things that we wanted. Um, I mean, I remember when he dropped me off for college. (laughs) We moved into the dorm and he's like, "Okay, get back in the car. We're going to go see if we can find you. We're going to go open your bank account and then you need to find a job. And I was like, oh, open my bank account. Okay, he's going to put like just money in there and then he'll just keep adding money to Mm -hmm. my bank account. And he said, oh, no, that's not the way it works. Nope. I'm putting a little bit of money in here for you to be able to go to the store and get the necessity items that you have to get. He said, but you have to get a job to replenish that. I'm not just an unlimited source of funding what you want. He said, and there'll be things that are extras, even from your necessities. So you have to get a job that will cover that. So what do we see today in today's kids? We see kids with credit cards or reloadable or whatever, just unlimited mom. I need money to go here. Mom, I need money to go here. Dad, I need this. Dad, I want this. What do they do? And what do the parents do? They just give it to them. How? They'll Venmo it. Oh, yeah. Put it in the yes. Apple Cash card. Yes. Mm-hmm. All different ways of yeah. giving your... It's easy. It's super easy. They've made, you know, great things. And, and those do come in handy. But at the same time, I think a lot of times we don't put some boundaries on that. And we've gotten out of hand as as parents just constantly giving, 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 um, specifically financially to our kids and not instilling you don't have to have everything you want yeah if you sometimes you go without yes i go without yeah sometimes you go without or you might have to wait until you save your money yeah go work for it yes get a job go work for it yep 
you know i mean let's let's put it and i was really i was really 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 proud of elizabeth when she did this she came to me and she was wanting a pair of those michael jordans yes the like the red retro and black the red that yes. yeah those retro mjs and because she's a cool kid yeah and i was like heck no i'm not because i th- I mean, I think the adult version, the adult size or whatever, I don't know, two, three hundred bucks. They're three hundred. I'm not dropping that money. Well, and the thing is, she doesn't need a new pair of shoes. No. We we have provided her shoes. She has several pairs. Yes. But what she did uh-huh. is she's been working. She has. And she saved her money. Mm-hmm. And then what she did, because she didn't want to spend like the three hundred dollars. She was like, I can wear the kid size uh-huh. half the price. Yes. And she used her own money and she's going to take way better care of those things now yes. because she used her own right. resources. Right. Okay. So that's but, a little bit about the silver spoon. And yeah. So, yeah. So strong kids know how to work. And then the other one is soft kids have parents who are fearful of their failure Strong kids have parents who let them fail. Mm. Yes. Does that make sense? It does. And we as parents, I mean, I believe God gives us that desire within us to raise them and and to protect them from some things. But failure is a teacher in life. Yes, it is. And at the right times... We're not saying let your child run in the road and get hurt, but within some boundaries, we need to let them fail. And and as parents, not be afraid of what that's going to do to the him, them, him or her, because really what we're doing when we're afraid to let them fail, we're doing way, way more harm to them. As they grow up and they're terrified. And then when the moment comes, because it will come. It's going to come. That they're going to let somebody down or mess up in some way. And it's devastating because we haven't walked them through how to fail Mm -hmm. in a safe place Mm -hmm. and how to learn and grow from it. So. I see this on athletic fields. Yes. I see this on athletic fields. We noticed a change. I can remember us talking about this even as our boys hit high school. So that's, you know, years back, 10 years back, we had noticed a shift from when they were young ages and kind of how culture and society was going. What was the shift? In just soft kids. We just pick and choose. And if it's tough, we don't like it. So we quit or give up or don't even try. Here's one for you. Soft kids, they don't know how to ride bikes. Oh. (laughs) Strong kids, they know how to ride bikes. Uh and we rode them with helmets. And yes, knee yeah. Pads, so let's pads, put, like, soft kid, yeah. Strong kids, strong kids know how to ride bikes without helmets and knee pads. Now, some parents, that's a requirement. You can't be. Why? Saying, okay, because 
because there are more cars on. The, I mean, just think we used to ride to the Golden Pantry. OK, but the way things are now with society, unfortunately, we can't turn kids loose that far. There's more cars on the road. There's more dangers out there. I mean, I understand but, if you're doing some but mountain after biking. They learn, I don't. Yeah. After they learn, I don't know why you would make your kid wear. I mean, I understand. Yeah, right. I mean, after they learn how to do it, yeah. and they've had their little bumps and falls off yeah. after you took the training wheels off. I mean, I'm, when I rode skateboards, yeah. please. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't even think we had helmets. No, they were out there, but nobody wanted well, to wear them. I didn't know that. I, yeah. My parents, and, and as protective as my mother was, we didn't do that. Yeah. But, Here we go. Okay. Here's another one. Soft kids. Now, there might be a reason kids have to wear, like, extra protection if okay. they have something yeah. like, yes, right. we're not saying that i get that okay i get that yes that's an exception yes okay i get that we're talking general population. i'm talking just general yes. population what was your other thing soft kids don't climb monkey bars oh, oh. did i just go there oh because they've got oh they're gonna fall and break their arm but the thing is, if they've already been climbing trees and they have good upper body strength yes Nine out of ten chances, they won't break their arms and legs. Mm-mm. We didn't break our arms and legs. They might get a little sprain, a little boo-boo. Yeah. But Twist it. Strong kids. We didn't have the breaks back then because we were outdoors. And we we were on video games. And we, we climbed without ropes. Ropes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we climbed. I walked on the top of the monkey bars. Yeah. Oh, yes. And went up the slide because that... Oh, yeah, you go up the slide. That builds different muscles. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I know. I and there know. were collisions from the people coming down the slide. Right. So we had to learn. Yep. Had to we learn would yell. Com- we had- would yell, coming up mm-hmm. or coming down. Mm-hmm. Communication skills. Oh, yeah. Look at Strong kids know how to communicate. <laughs> Soft kids require uh, mamas and daddies to communicate for them. Oh, oh. Do all the talking. We could just go on. I know. Wow. So... Rub some dirt on it, people. Rub some dirt on it. Rub some dirt on your children's. <laughs> they uh, will be all right. All right. As we've talked about this, you found some scripture. Yes, I did. Yes. This is in. And it a, came to your reading. Uh, you know, it was in my Bible reading. reading yes. And as I was reading this, I was like, no stinking way. This is. Look how the Lord provided. This is a. From his word. Beautiful picture. Yeah. Of. Uh, of parenting. Right. So really, how it God, doesn't matter what we say. Let's look at God's word. And how let's God uses at, animals. Yes. To teach people yes. that are way smarter than animals. Mm-hmm. How God uses the animals and how we should in the in the book of Proverbs. Consider the ant. Yes. This is a way of considering the ant. Not the A-U-N-T, not your auntie, okay? Not your aunt. A-N-T. A-N-T, the, the ant. one yes. in the ground. It works so hard. in my quiet time, now I'm just going to read this. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to read this. In my quiet time, I read Job 39, verses 1 through 4. And then verses 13 through 18. Okay. And this is about the doe and the ostrich. This is about the doe, a deer. Deer. A female deer. Okay. 
I, I digress. You're looking at me weird. Yeah. Sorry. And the, uh, there's not a song for an ostrich. I hope not. There's not. So the doe. Job 39 verses 1 through 4. Do you know when the mountain goats give... This is God talking to Job, Yes. by the way. This is God talking to Job. Somebody, do I need to say that again? This is God talking to Job. Here we go. Do you know when the mountain goats give birth? Do you observe the calving, the calving, the calving, C-A-L-V-I-N-G, of the does? Can you number the months that they fulfill, and do you know the time when they give birth? When they crouch, bring forth their offspring, and are delivered of their young? Their young ones become strong. They grow up in the open. They go out and do not return to them. Oh. That kind of sounds like leaving and cleaving. It does. Doesn't it? Yes. So... Our young ones become strong. They grow up in the open. They go out and do not return to them. So here's what I think in regard in regards to soft kids versus strong kids. Soft kids don't grow up in the open. They're sheltered. Sheltered. Way too much. Way too yeah. much. Mamas and daddies come in and swoop them and swoop in to save them. Whereas now they fix everything and they fix everything, do everything for them. But, but when you consider a doe Mm -hmm. and you consider little Bambi, all right, little Bambi starts off in the open and stays in the open. Now, little Bambi stays with mama for a period of time right? because there's dangers there's dangers mom's trying to mama protects yes but mama can and teach but she can only do that for so long yes and uh and she can only do it within her power okay but what happens is is that doe that little baby grows up in the open and i think what we see in today's culture is we fear our kids growing up in the open Mm -hmm. and as parents there are boundaries that we need to set yes absolutely but we also there also needs to be freedom within those boundaries Mm -hmm. to let them grow to let them grow and when those boundaries are way 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 close and tight and there's very little freedom eventually they're going to clear that boundary and you ain't going to like it okay does that make sense it does so i think that based on this passage that when it comes to parenting we need to consider the animals around us we need to consider how they grow up and recognize that they are raising their offspring to survive. Mm-hmm. And that's really what I think parents would say they want for their kid. But in this, this sheltering, they're really not accomplishing that. And maybe they just don't see it or understand it or know how to. Well, I think there's also a progression 
You know, like sure. with when it comes to parenting, that when a child is developing, and so we were talking about this, you know, the other day, uh, when a child is developing inside the mother's womb, where's that child getting its nutrients from? Everything is coming from the umbilical cord. From the mother. From to, the mother. Through the umbilical straight cord. Straight to the child. All right. So then after that child is birthed. Yes. And there's life. The mother still can provide the nourishment. Yes. Yes. By feeding the child. Yes. Naturally. But then there comes a point that it, the child sits. Has to be weaned and off of that. food. And they go to a bottle. Mm-hmm. Then they go to a sippy cup. And then they food. can head on into the food. So there's progression that happens. Yes. In, in that kid's life. And there should be progression with the parenting. Yes. Yes. So consider the dough. Okay. Now let's take a look at the ostrich. The wings of the ostrich, this is verse 13 in, in chapter 39. The wings of the ostrich wave proudly, but are they pinions and a plumage of love? For she leaves her eggs to the earth and lets them be warmed on the ground, forgetting that a foot may crush them and that the wild beast may trample them. She deals cruelly with her young as if they were not hers. Though her labor be in vain, she has no fear because God has made her forget wisdom and given her no share in understanding. When she rouses herself to flee, she laughs at the horse and his rider." And as I read that, I'm going, you know what? There are different kinds of parents. You've got parents that yes. shelter. You've got parents that neglect, which is like, like the, the ostrich. ostrich. Yes. And then you have those parents who are wise and courageous. Mm. You've got those parents that are wise and courageous. And wherever you fall in that, if you are a neglectful parent, like an ostrich, you're probably not listening to this podcast. Or maybe you have turned it on. And if you are listening to it. there are some things you recognize that you have neglected them. You haven't been their source of guidance and counsel. And you can change. Yes, you can. You can change. It's never too late. Never too late to change. You may be that parent that's providing way too much shelter. Yes, now let me ask you a question. Do you think the one who provides ne- is more neglect is neglectful, and the one who's more shelter? Do you think that maybe damage can be very similar? The damage to the children. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, absolutely. You're looking at me weird. No. I th- I just think that the, the effects of over sheltering and neglect. Um, while one doesn't care about the child and while one over cares about the child, what happens to that child? What happens to that offspring? Um, are they going to, you know, one faces death immediately because the horse and the rider, whatever the bulls come through trample and they don't even have a chance of surviving. Um, Whereas in a sheltered environment, it's like they don't have a chance to survive either and thrive. Mm-hmm. Neither has that. Neither have the. Neither have the opportunity to live to their full potential. I yeah. think, and for what God intends. 
Uh-huh. So what we want to encourage is wisdom and courage in your parenting. Yes. We want to encourage wisdom and courage in your Because it's parenting. not for the faint of heart. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. We want to push you to be, we want to encourage you and push you to be that doe that yes. calves and then raises your child, raises your offspring in the open, not being fearful of their failure, not being fearful of your failure or whatever you know background you came from, but knowing that right where you are, you have an opportunity to raise your kid in the open to be a tough kid. Not a tough kid in terms of I'm going to fight, no. you know, but I'm talking about just a mentally, emotionally strong kid. Yes. That can grow up a and survive mm-hmm. because this world requires toughness. It does. It requires it. It requires spiritual toughness. It requires fortitude. It requires discipline. It requires all of those things. And us as parents have got to teach and train our kids toward that. So. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, they're God's children. (laughs) I mean, they're his creation. And he loves them far more then we can love them and we love them as much as we humanly possibly can. And he's given them to us to steward. Yes. To manage. Yes. Yes. Not to do everything for them, not to figure it out, not to make sure they make no mistakes in life. That's not what he asked us to do. Oh, here's another one. Okay. Soft kids versus strong kids. Yeah. Soft kids leave their trash on the floor. Oh, strong kids we've been clean up after lot. themselves. There, again, how about that? Well, there again, if mom has always come in and cleaned your room and picks up after you, and you never clean up the table that, or the house or the it, it is it makes a difference. Yeah. They just think, "Well, I'll just leave it. Somebody will come pick. Somebody's it up. gonna pick it up after me." Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we see that at church. We see it all over. We see it all over. We see it all over the Sadly. place. Yes. So what can you do? Oh, what? No, I, we'll get to it probably in this next. I was going to say, you know, how do you combat that? Like mom thinks, what's well, just easier if I just do it? But So what can you do with what you just heard? Yes. That's where Let's we're going to be right that. here. We're going to talk about practical. what you can do with what you just heard. You know, hit this first one. Yes, I think most importantly is the spiritual aspect is that we we as stewards of these children that God's given them to us to raise that we need to pray for our kids. How do you pray for your children? Pray for our kids. We need to pray over our children, go in their room at night and pray over them, pray over I go, I've gone in my kids' rooms when they're not there and pray over, just walk around the room and pray over um, their room, praying for protection. Because again, as much as you try, you're really not going to be able to protect them from everything. Right. You think you can manipulate and control and maybe to a point you can, but not everything. And again, that's really doing harm to them when you're trying force that so 
pray to the one that has the power that he will protect their hearts, their minds, that he would save their soul. That's the most important thing that you can pray for your children is that they would come to a, a knowledge, a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ and accept him as their savior and give him lordship of their life. But every day, many times during the day, praying for your children. And I would also say, pray for their, pray for wisdom, pray for you to have wisdom yes. in your parenting, and pray but for them. also pray for them to have wisdom. We would tell our kids, make wise choices. It's not about being good. Nope. It's not even really about being kind or nice. Like I don't even like the word nice, but it's, it's make wise choices. And then another, this is something I would pray over the kids at night. Sometimes when I would go into their bedrooms and they'd be mm-hmm. asleep and I'd just mm-hmm. put my hand on their head mm-hmm. and I would just ask the Lord to give them a peace that passes all understanding and that he would guard their heart and their minds, which are in Christ Jesus. Yep. And I would just entrust them to the Lord Yes. in that prayer and just yes. believe that that would that that would happen. So pray and for I think kids. that's the hardest thing is really relinquishing them back to the Lord. And to me, it's not like a one time, like I've had to do it over and over and over. And even with adult children saying, Lord, they're yours ultimately. Mm-hmm. Yes. Second thing you can do with what you just heard is to hit the pause button hit the pause button and have conversation to guide them to make the decision. And that's where I was going with that. Yeah. That's where I was going with the picking up after them. It's just easier if I just go clean the room or if it's just easier if I do the dishes or clean the table or cook. No, we're supposed to be teaching them these things. So it takes time. And in our busyness, we have to be intentional about saying, Okay, I got to hit the pause button. It's going to take a little longer than maybe what I like, but I need to teach in this moment. This is a teachable moment that God has given me as a parent. Very good. Number three, let them fail. Yes. Let them fail. Their failure. Now, here's here's what we want to encourage you with. Their failure, your child's failure is not final, nor is it fatal, nor is it futile. Let me just put all those in there. That comes from Max Lucado. Their failure is not final. It's not futile. It's not uh, fatal, nor, and I will, let me add this, nor is it an indictment on you as a parent. Even though we feel that, we feel the yes. stress and the pressure and society, I believe, tells us that, well, it's your fault if your kids did this or didn't do this or haven't achieved, but it's not. They're making choices, especially as they get older. And right, we need to understand it's not an indictment that sentences us for the rest of our life that we're bad parents. Mm-hmm. And I hope that that sets you free. I hope that that yeah, sets we want people that free, to, you know, to like, encourage oh, you. Yeah. It's not an indictment on me as a parent. No, that 
my kid is a sinner. They can mess up. They're going to mess up. And there are going to be some natural consequences yes. that are going to happen, which brings us to the next yes. point. Is let those natural consequences play out. That can be one of the best teachers in life is just the natural consequences that come from choices they make. And finally, do not fear imperfection. Ooh. Embrace it. Give grace to yourself first and then to your kids. Yes. And I think where we see this most played out is in the area of social media. Absolutely. Where social media is a tool that is leveraged by people who fear imperfection and they have to present to the world that they have it all together. Mm. They have the right look, the right filter, the right smiles, the matching clothes. Right. Straight A's. So I guess another way of saying this, of, of do not fear imperfection, live life with no filter. Yeah. Live life with no filter. Just be, be you. Be real. Be real. Be, be real. vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Be uh, authentic. Yes. When you mess up, tell your kids. Yeah. I messed up. Ask for their forgiveness. Ask for your kids' that forgiveness. That is huge. Yes. That and is they're, huge. And there are times that them. we've had to do that. Yes. Many times. And that's where they see grace and extend grace to them. When they do mess up, you're the safe place. That doesn't change your love for them. Not one bit. Nope. So rub some dirt on it, people. Yes, we need some strong kids. We need some strong kids. And uh, there are some strong ones out there. There are. I love, there I love are some, seeing them. There are some strong kids. How God's working. But let's rub some dirt on them. And Lisa Moore. help them get stronger. Help them to grow. Um, because their future depends on what we teach them now. Yes. And yes. where we're pointing them to. And in a relationship with the Lord... Man, I think God does the same thing with us is when we experience failure, he just picks us up and rubs some dirt on us. Brushes us off and that's how we learn and grow. We keep going. Mm -hmm. So with that, uh, be encouraged, rub some dirt on it, live <laughs> life with no filter. Uh, we are grateful for you. Um, if you have any questions or prayer requests, you can always email us at the court of three at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram. You can check us out on Facebook. You can leave us messages there. We would love to hear from you. And also, if you have any questions about court of three coaching, which we will work with uh, couples that are already married. We will work with premarital couples as well in preparation for your lifetime together. If you have any questions about that, we'd love to connect with you and, uh, and help you get prepared for this next uh, part of your life together. All right. We thank you for listening. Until next time.